What's up, everybody? Hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. If you're like me, you ate way too much, way too much food. Probably gained a pound or ten, you know, but hopefully you were able to take a break and enjoy the time with family and friends. This is so important to enjoy these times that we get with, with our loved ones and our friends. You know, living 11 hours away has really changed my perspective, and now I cherish the time that I get with my family and friends back home. Whatever your situation, I hope that you are able to praise God and see the many blessings that He brings each day. I hope that you were able to use the powerful weapon of worship to bring things back into focus and confuse the enemy. As we continue to you know continue the series on being battle ready, I pray that you would begin using these weapons against the darkness that wants to consume you. It will frustrate the enemy and send him packing, for the darkness must flee when God rushes in. I like what John 1.5 says, The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. The New Living Translation says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. I really like that. It can never extinguish it. That light is Jesus, and His glory shines in us for the world to see. The enemy will come and try to extinguish that light that, that is inside of you, but he cannot because we stand ready, armed with the power of Jesus and the weapon weapons he gave us. The enemy would like to deceive you into thinking that he has a chance. He would love to convince you that you can't stand against him, that you are defeated in your sin. He loves to play mind games and get you thinking about yourself, serving your own desires, keep you distracted so that you spend you don't spend time with God. Push your buttons so that you get angry and say or do things you shouldn't do. Then he will rub it in your face and remind you of how weak and sinful you are. But the power of worship will silence the lies of the enemy and replace it with the truth and power of God's word. It will remind you of his grace and mercy and of his unfailing love. Remember, he is more than enough for us. You know, death, hell, and the grave could not hold him. The enemy is defeated. And the light that lives in you cannot be extinguished. So let it shine. In the darkest places, let it push out the darkness. The devil, you have, tell the devil, you have no hold on me. I am a child of the Most High, and I will praise him. It reminds me of Job. You know, this reminds me of Job and talking about praising him. And just how frustrated that Satan got with him and how much, you know, because of how much Job praised God. In Job 13, 15 says, you know, even though he slay me, I will trust in him. He lost everything yet praised, yet he praised God. You know, praise just keeps you centered and grounded and focused on him. I heard a message from Pastor Bill who, man, I tell you, I love that guy. He's one of the best preachers ever, um, best pastor I've ever known. And he is just a phenomenal teacher. But he said something regarding Job and our walk with God that really hit home with me. He said, if you lost everything, would you still praise God? That statement hit me right in the face. How many people today would still praise him if they lost everything? Sometimes we have a tendency to not praise Him simply when things don't go our way. It was a spiritual gut check moment for me. 
uh, when I heard that, but just something to think about. I want to always praise him no matter no matter what the circumstances are. Okay, guys, let's dig into the second weapon that God gives us to fight the forces of darkness and see victory in our lives. This weapon holds immense power and it is the weapon of prayer. James 5.16 Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Psalm 34.17 says, When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Jeremiah 29.12 says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. Prayer is your direct line to the Father, the source of life, the Alpha and Omega, to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, the one who conquered death, hell, and the grave. Everything has been placed under his feet. Prayer is your lifeline and the enemy hates it when you pray. But let's not miss what he says in James 5.16. The prayer of a righteous person has great power. So if we want to have great power in our prayers, then we should strive to be righteous before God. Psalm 34, 17 says the same thing, when the righteous cry for help. So it is important that we understand that if we are going to wield the weapon of prayer and use it to its fullest extent, we should seek to live righteously. How do we use prayer as a defensive weapon to guard our, heart, our hearts and minds? Philippians 4, uh, 6-7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, through prayer and, and praise, we can guard our hearts and minds with the peace of God. How do we deal with temptation? Matthew 26, 41 says, Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. How do we deal with those who hate us and want to do harm to us? Those who um, are really just set against us, our enemies, so to speak. Luke 6, 27-28 says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who abuse you. Do you need insight and in, in wisdom and guidance in on how to deal with the problem you're facing or how to fight the enemy? Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. William Cowper said, Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon their knees. No wonder our enemy works so hard to keep us from praying. Luke twenty-two thirty-one through 32 says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, that your faith may not fail, and when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Here Jesus shows us how to pray to strengthen someone else, who is being attacked by the enemy. And when someone is in trouble, earnest prayers will usher in God's mighty hand to deliver them and to strengthen them. Acts 12, 5-7 says, So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. 
The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Needless to say, he was well guarded. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. Um, He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. We can and should intercede on behalf of others. When someone is being hammered by the enemy, we can come to the rescue. Through prayer, we can call on the name of Jesus, and he will step in. He will send help to those in need. Sometimes the only way to fight evil and drive it out is through prayer. Mark 9, 28-29 says, After Jesus had gone into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? Jesus answered, This kind cannot come out except by prayer. The disciples are not understanding why they could not drive out the evil spirit that was possessing the boy. And Jesus teaches them that some evil spirits and some evil can only be defeated through prayer. Prayer has enormous power. Moses, Elijah, and Elisha parted the waters and crossed on dry land. Elijah stopped the rain for three and a half years. Peter raised a little girl from the dead. King Hezekiah prayed and had 15 years added to his life. I've seen prayer heal, prayer heal marriages, restore families, lift people out of dark places, giving them hope. I've seen the enemy's grip on people get broken because the righteous prayed. I've seen God's favor overwhelm those in need because they prayed and, and or others prayed over them. Matthew 6, 5-8 through 8, gives some good instructions on prayer. It says, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they might be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask. So in other words, don't just keep adding more and more words to the prayer and trying to embellish it and make it sound um, like it's some magnificent prayer. Just pray from your heart and let your spirit uh, just really seek God and let your spirit just cry out to God. You know, in closing, let me say this. Pray with your heart earnestly and passionately. Let your spirit cry out to him who hears you in heaven. Pray with humility like one who is broken before God. Pray with a boldness and confidence that comes from someone who believes and does not doubt. Seek righteousness that so that your prayers will have great power. Don't be afraid to pray for anything, but be willing to accept His will in everything. Matthew twenty six thirty nine says, After walking a little farther, he quickly bowed his face to the ground and prayed, Father, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me, but let your will be done rather than mine. Even Jesus prayed for God to relieve his suffering, but accepted the will of the Father. So be willing to seek God's will over your own. Lastly, pray without ceasing. 
1 Thessalonians 5.17 Throughout your entire day, constantly talk to God. Prayer is a powerful weapon, but you have to use it. And the more you do, the more skilled you become with it. There is no question that in order to stand against the enemy, you must become proficient at wielding the weapon of prayer. God, I ask you to forgive me for where I failed you, and I seek you now and ask you to hear my prayer. Thank you for your goodness in my life, and thank you for the weapon of prayer. I pray that your people will seek your face and call upon the name above all names, the name of Jesus. I pray that your people would unleash the power of prayer in their lives. I pray that strongholds would crumble and chains would be broken. I pray that you would protect your people and give us the wisdom and discernment to recognize the enemy's schemes and the strength to engage the enemy with the weapons you gave us. And in the mighty name of Jesus, God, we, when the battle rages, fill us with your peace and with the power of your spirit. When we pray, let our words be your words and let the darkness know we come in the name of the Lord. May we worship you in spirit and in truth, and let us discover the power of prayer as we seek you with a humble heart. Amen.